Gospel Community Church. Uh, doing this uh, this video streaming, as we all know, we're going through some uh, some tough times right now, and so I uh, just want to welcome you. Uh, uh, my name is Tony Martinez. I'm here to share the word with you today. Um, before we get started in that, though, I just wanted to to give some encouragement in, in these times. Um, I know we're all going through some stressful times, uh, some unknowns await us um, uh, about tomorrow and, and everything that comes up, but I just want to encourage you that He's, he knows what's going to happen tomorrow. He's got us. Um, he knows what's going to happen next week. He knows what's going to happen next month. So just have uh, faith in that, that he has our best interest in mind. And uh, just during this time, just reach out um, to us if need be. Um, stay in communication with your family, your friends. Check in on your neighbors. And uh, together we can get through this and, uh, and just uh, lean on God and lean on each other. So, again, just wanted to encourage you during these times. Um, Again, it's uncharted territory for all of us. So, um, we're going to be studying First um, Peter today. Um, we're in this series right now, um, as, as you can see. Uh, well, it was on the screen there a minute ago. We're on First uh, Peter uh, today. We will be studying First Peter chapter two, verses um, thirteen through twenty-five. But I am going to pull out eleven and twelve to kind of give us a little bit of context today. So. Um, where we're at, just to, for some of those that um, are just joining, um, just give you a little bit of context on what's going on. So, First Peter is is a book written uh, by Peter. Um, he's writing it to Christians that are going through some seriously hard times. Um, there's persecution for their faith. Um, you have the the Roman emperor um, is not a good guy. He's uh, he basically um, accusations that he lit the town on fire and burned a lot of their stuff, and he's putting the blame on the Christians. So right now, um, the Christians at this time are not well-liked. Um, they're trying to get squashed. Um, it, it's just a hard time. So Peter's writing this book to, to the early Christians. Um, there's four things that he's uh, kind of uh, doing with this letter. Um, first, he's writing to encourage. Um, so he's encouraged. He's, he's uh, sharing the gospel with them again, um, sharing who Christ is, just giving them that encouragement on who they are. After that, he's, he's, he's trying to remind them who they are in Christ. So he's talking to them about the gospel, what Jesus did for them. Now he's telling them, again, you are the children of the Almighty. Stand strong in that. Next he's going to move on to, and we're going to see that a little bit here today, is where they're at, they're exiles. They're not in a land of their own. They are... Um, they're in a, 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 as we'll just say it, a different country right now. Like, this is not um, um, where we, um, like, are going to live with Christ. And we can see the brokenness. We can see the fractures in this world. And, and he's letting them know that. Like, this is uh, not nothing to put our hope in, in all these hard times, this bad stuff that's going on. We're not staying here forever. We're, we're just visitors here. And then second of all, we're going to see in today's um, writing that, even the people that may be persecuting us, even the people that um, don't know Christ, they need him as much as we do. Um, and it's going to go to show that uh, during today's uh, sermon, I'm hoping. It's going to go through that. So um, if you have your Bible, um, what we're going to be doing is we're, gonna, we're just going to read through it all. That way we can kind of just get a, a little introduction to, to what we're studying today, and, and we're all on the same page. So again, we're going to be at 1 Peter chapter 2. We're going to be starting in 11, 
but we'll be studying 13 on, 13 through, through 25. But for a little context, we're going to start on 11 today. Okay, 1 Peter chapter 2, 11 through 25. It goes, Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable, so, within, so when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme or to the governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and praise those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good you should put, put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Honor everyone. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the emperor. Moving on to 18. Servants, be subject to your masters with all respect, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the unjust. For this is a gracious thing. When, mindful of God, one endures sorrows with suffering unjustly. For what credit is it if, when you sin and are beaten for it, you endure? But if when you do good and suffer for it, you endure, this is a gracious thing in the sight of God. For to, for to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed, for you were straying like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. This is God's word. Uh, join me in prayer uh, as before we start diving in into this. Um, Father, uh, we come to you, Lord, just uh, thirsty for your word, thirsty to, for what you have for us today, Lord, in, in these times. Um, I pray that you give us understanding. I pray that you give us wisdom in this um, and, and compassion in, in any form that um, we can be a light in this world. Um, uh, and like always, Father, I just ask that it sticks with us, that it just doesn't stay for a little while, that we, we hold on to this, that we, we take your message For the time, and we love you. Amen. So, <clears throat> just real quick on on why I threw eleven and twelve in here. I, I wanted to show that it, it goes to what Peter's trying to, to talk about here as these soldiers, these exiles. So we have um, he, he goes, beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which war which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of vision. What I want to do on that is I wanted to go over on how we conduct ourselves is important. It, it shows what our faith is in. It shows that the, the, the creator that we, that we worship um, is real. And how our actions are can push people to God or can pull people away from God. And, and those are important aspects to think about. So when, when Peter's talking about this, keep your, your conduct among the Gentiles honorable. 
So Gentiles, um, people that aren't Jews, people that, if you could say, uh, just the unbelievers around us, like, keep our conduct honorable. Make sure that we're portraying Christ. Make sure that we're showing love to those that um, are, are in troubled times. And then another thing I wanted to sh go over with this and, and put it into context is, again, this exile thing. So Peter's writing to us. He's telling us we're not in the land of our own. And that to, to take that, to, to understand where we're at, that God has us. So in 13, it goes, be subject to the Lord's be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme or to the governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and praise those who do good. So 13, be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution. So be submissive, be under authority of human institutions that govern us, that walk with us. Um, you know, we, we want to be them, them good stewards of Christ, good stewards, good ambassadors of, of Christ. We want to walk in this land and show our holy God, our loving God, who he is. So for the Lord's sake, you know, that, that brought me to a thought process. Jen and I, um, six, seven months ago, I believe it was, we were, we were blessed with a, a trip that her company was gracious enough to give us. Um, this trip was a trip to Mexico. Um, it was Cancun, and um, I'll be honest, I didn't want to go. Those that know me, um, I have my comfort zones. I have my areas that I like to stay in, and, and you know, I like home. Um, I don't like getting out of my, my bubble, my comfort zone. But um, ended up going. Wanted to, to try to please the wife and, and go out with her. And, and um, it was a good time. It was good to see um, different cultures, good to get out of Tony's little bubble. But as I, as I went down there, I had some thoughts. And, and this is just a, something to, to help you grasp, grasp possibly um, how we represent Christ. When I was down there, I had heard things that, um, you know, um, us here in the States were looked at as maybe a little bit lazy. Um, sometimes even maybe a little bit arrogant and cocky, um, that we um, are a little bit out of touch. I, I just, I had these things that I had seen, I had read. And so I go down into this land, and, and uh, it's not our country, and it's Mexico. And like, I just wanted to show them, I wanted to portray to them, like, we are a, a good people. Like, we, if, if there is that portrayed uh, view of us as being arrogant or cocky or lazy, like, I just wanted to show that um, we're human, we're, we're being. So me going down into there, like, I was very humble. I was very thankful that they were inviting um, to have us there, to open up their, um, their hospitality. Yeah, you can say, you know, maybe they were, um, it was a tourism thing and they want your dollar. That's all fine and dandy, but they're still human beings. They still go home and they support their families. And so it was just a way for me to, to show where I come from. States, and that um, we are human, we are people, and yes, we're very fortunate with what we have here. But at the end of the day, like we know, but you know, um, who we are, and that, that that's someone in Christ. And so I just wanted to share that. Well, that's something here. Peter's trying to show is is we want to show the world who we are. 
and, and who we are is who Christ is. So when we're out and we're, we're in our workplaces, we're, um, we're out and about, like, we want to be representations of that. Like, we want to stand on Christ's foundation and his foundation alone. Not on ours, not on what we perceive as um, strengths uh, in this world. Like, we, we, we stand with Christ. And, and that's a, a thing that Peter's trying to, to go here and show us is, like, for the Lord's sake, be subject, be submissive. Um, if we want to know more about that, ultimately, it, if, if you go to the book of Romans, chapter 13, verses 1 and 2, this is how Paul said it. Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has, in, has, what God has instituted. And those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. So here it is in scripture again. You know, if we're wondering, like, what do you mean um, be subject to the, to the governing authorities around us? You know, um, Trump or back in the day we, we had, you know, Obama, all these different things. Like, what, what are you talking about? Right there, it's plain as day. There is no authority but Christ alone. So all authority that is in our lives, be it the President of the United States, um, our governors, our mayors, none of those people are there and doing what they're doing without God knowing about it, without his will to be done. And you can see that like, it's, it's set up to help us, to walk with us. Now, do we have people of the flesh, people that um, maybe are more um, desiring their, their own will? You bet. We live in a fallen, broken world. That still doesn't mean that, that God's not in control, that God don't have them. So we want to be, we want to be a welcoming people. We want to be a people that are easy to get along with on, on things. We want to portray that love of Christ that, that um, it's, it's not a religion. It's not these do's and don'ts and you earn your way to heaven. It's, it's we have a relationship with him. And that relationship shows in how we live, shows how we respect our fellow man. It, it shows in our walk, in our daily life. That's what Peter's trying to encourage here, is during these hard times of persecution and, and people are being murdered, slaughtered during this time, like, stand firm that God's in control, God knows what's going on, and ultimately, like, ultimately, if you were to perish, he's telling, like, your tomorrow will come because of who your Savior is. Moving on into 15. So we, we uh, to bring 15 back into context a little bit, we'll read 13 over. Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme or to the governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good, you should put silence to the ignorance of foolish people. Put silence to the ignorance of foolish people. Foolish people are, uh, you, know, you know, can be people that, you know, there is no God, or um, I worship this God, or, or, or different things. Like, it's, it's an ignorance. It's a, it's a talk that they don't know nothing about. Like, and so we want to show that it's not... If you do this, this, and this, and this, God love you. 
Like, we don't want to portray that to, to people. Like, we want to show that we really have a relationship, that God, <laughs> we have that deep relationship with him, that we can commune with him, we can walk with him, and we are changed. Um, and so by doing that, by showing that we put our faith in him, that we put our trust in him, we're showing maybe the people on the outside that don't understand this. They're showing that it's not these do's and don'ts, that it's love. It's it's a, it's a transformation of our hearts. We've been born again, um, and, and we have this love for him as he has for us. And, and don't get me wrong, we fall into our flesh. We fall into our, our ugliness. But ultimately, you know, God picks us up, wipes us up, and, and gets us moving on and, and teaches us how to walk again, um, teaches us how to forgive and, and to love. That's the silence that, that we're talking about there, trying to put the silence of the... Uh, of foolish people to rest. Um, moving on into 16, live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. What are Christians free of? Live as people who are free. Okay, so what are we free of? It's a question to ask. Uh, we, we have Christ, we walk with Christ, and we talk about this freedom, but we also talk about serving him, being a servant to Christ. So live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. What are we free from? We're free from sin. When Christ died for us and grabbed us, he reached us out of the muck. He freed us from our, our chaos, our ugliness. He freed us from sin, Satan, and death. We have life. We live as free people from what we used to be slaves to, which was our flesh, our desires, our ugliness, um, to do the will of Tony over anybody else. My God has opened my eyes. There's, guess what? There's more people out there than just Tony. I've been set free more and more every day. Again, people that know me, I'm not perfect. Um, I have my struggles. But in Christ, we live as people who are free. We do not have the, the sin. Um, we're, we're free from that. So when it says, live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover for evil, like, if, if you're doing that, like, you would think, like, man, are you really free? You're using this grace that God has given you to, to go around and know that you're free to... to Go do different things on, on some days that you may think are, are bad, like going to the store on a Sunday. Like We all know that what the Sabbath means, what our heart means to, to have a Sabbath. And, and the heart of it is, is for rest unto him. It doesn't have to be on a specific day. He's not looking at all these, these rules and regulation. It's about the heart. But if we was to turn that and say, okay, well, by his grace, we can do anything we want. I can steal. I can cheat. I can do any of that stuff. And you're not free. You're doing the, the crap that we was doing anyways. Like, we aren't free from that sin. We're still a slave to it. We're still thinking about ourselves and pushing anybody else to the side. We live as people who are free, free from sin, free from death, and we live as servants of God. So we live as servants of life. Praise God. Servants of life. Servants of life. Like, without God, there is no life. This is huge. This is this is 
so like when it says living as servants, we can say, well, we're a slave to one thing. We weren't a slave. We got out of slavery of sin. Now we're a slave to God. Like, great. Praise God. Like, those are good things. Like, do you not read the Bible to see who God is? Like, to be servants of him is the, uh, it, it is, it is, ah, oh, I can't even find words to describe it. To be working right alongside him, to show people his love, like, that is, that is something that is very just awe-inspiring. I have no words to comment on that. Remember, we're freed from the ugliness of sin. Um, in closing out this, this paragraph, uh, Peter moves on. It says, honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. We move on and we see that as, as we come through this, we see that um, Peter's encouraging. He's showing us that um, we're, we're free from that. And then he moves on. He's like, use that freedom to honor people, to love the brothers and sisters. Again, fear God. Fear God out of, out of love and respect and admiration for what he's done. And again, just another thing. Just honor the emperor. Even if the emperor is totally twisted in these times, it would do well with you. And remember that as, as much as the emperor is any ruling, God still is in control. So the last paragraph, we, we kind of went from a started as a generalization, a big view of um, submission to um, the authorities. The big view is what I'm talking about is, is like our governing bodies, our, our president, our um, governor, the mayor, stuff like that. And now we're going in and we're starting to focus a little bit more with people we deal with every day. And so in, in 18, it says, um, servants, be subject to your masters with all respect. Servants, be subject to your masters with all respect. The question comes up, like, who's my master? Like, what does that even mean? Is that even relevant for today's language? Like, so yes, do we have uh, an, a ruling emperor that's coming up and destroying us or anything like that? No. We go down and we think about different things that could be masters or authoritative figures over us personally. So who could this be? Well, it could be a supervisor at your job. It could be like your boss. It could be if you're uh, a tad younger. Um, well, even even me. There, there's the, um, um, like, be submissive to your parents um, to to honor them. Um, another thing that come to my mind is, is let's say you're, you're doing something, you're being coached at it from uh, being coached in music to being coached in, in, in whatever life brings you. subject to your masters with all respect. How do we go about, and, and I'll use the biggest one that's coming to me, how do I go about with my supervisors, my, uh, my, my direct reports um, like above me, but my supervisors? How do I honor them? Am I a joy to work with or am I a pain? Um, do they come to me as a, as, as a person that they can rely on and trust? Or am I just um, always bringing them grief and, and concerns? Like, those are types of the things that, that we want to we wanna make sure, like, as God has built us and made us and saved us, are we coming to see the authoritative figures that might be in our life as a blessing or a hindrance? 
Do we see them that God ultimately put them there instead of maybe complaining about them? Instead of like, I can't believe this guy is where he's at. Do we stop and take a step back and understand that God's not surprised and they're there for a reason? We may not understand everything, but do we take a step back and think about that? You can almost see Peter going into that. Um, if, if we move on through 18, it, it, it goes to that. It, it says, servants, be subject to your masters with all respect, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the unjust. For this is a gracious thing. When mindful of God, one endures sorrows when, while suffering unjustly. For what credit is it if when you sin and are beaten for it, you endure? But if when you do good and suffer for it, you endure? This is a gracious thing in the sight of God. You know, for some that have read scripture quite a bit, that probably has a little bit of a ring to it. I'm sure you've all heard this passage, and we're, we're going to go through it. It's, it's Matthew um, chapter 5 verses 43 through 48. And it's, and it's Jesus speaking here about love your enemies. Starting in 43, it says, You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good. He sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brother, what more are you doing than others? Do not even Gentiles do the same? You therefore must be perfect as, as your heavenly Father is perfect. We see right there, we are going to um, go through things that are tough. We are going to be, be treated unjustly. see that he was treated unjustly. And there's not much difference in what he's expecting from us. If you read in 21, it tells us, for to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example, so that you might follow in his steps. Believers, you have been called. This has been brought before us. We have been called. Christ also suffered you, also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. To think that following Christ, that everything is going to be rosy and everything's going to be perfect, is false. Our Savior came down. right here that he left it, he left a, he done it and he left us an example. We are going to, we're, we're being called for it. We are going to suffer for this world. In pouring out love to others, in trying to show Christ to others and the hope that we have, there will be times of, of suffering, of not treating, not treated fairly, not treated right. 
comes, though, to, to realize that in this suffering and in this study that I've done this, this week, that in our suffering, it's ultimately not about us. As in Christ's suffering for us, look at what his suffering brought. Look at the love that it showed. So if we continue reading on here in a minute, what does our suffering produce? What are we doing with that suffering? We see in, in Jesus in 22, it says he committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he, when he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed, for you were straying like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. By his wounds you have been healed. suffering is the suffering that Christ would give us for an example. What if our short time of suffering with whatever we're going through, whatever possible persecution we might be uh, fighting with, wouldn't it be worth it to push that, sort, that short pleasure to the side? Because we know that this, this time here is short. Wouldn't it be so worth it to just throw that pleasure to the side to suffer to save someone from internal, eternal damnation and I'm not saying we have that authority that power what I mean by that is to suffer for the gospel suffer and give our lives up for the gospel for the love of those that are lost and broken in the world someone that may be going eternal damnation. People that have totally denied Christ. Um, they have flat out just don't want anything to do with him. They, they choose anything but him. And again, the author of life, if you don't choose Christ, you're not choosing life, you're choosing death. So to sacrifice our lives, to, to do as Christ did, it's an honorable and, and it's a loving thing to do. And again, how do we get that strength? How do we get that power? It only comes by looking at Christ and what he did for us. Knowing that he suffered for me, for you, for everyone in, in our horrible times of beating him, of uh, living for ourselves and, and hurting others, hurting his great creation. As we, as we close here today, here at Gospel Community Church, we do the four ways we worship. So in this, as the TV screen here says, we, we pray, we've got communion, we sing, we give. So you come to God and, and you have this heart of worship where you look at him for what he did and, and you have nothing
nothing for him but just praise and worship, that he would give his life for mine. To know that I, I have hurt people, I have stained this world with my sin, um, I have stained the maker of all creation with my ugliness, and he took me at my worst. When no one else would, would even look at me, that's when he said, I will take you. As, as in Matthew was talking about, love your enemies. He loved me. I was an enemy of God. I did everything against him. You come to that moment, you say, really? He still come after me? He still wanted me? You come and, you, and, and these are the things, like honestly, you, you come and you say, man, I, first you just fall on your hands and your knees and you pray to him. You talk to him. You give him thanks. You give him praise. The communion. The bread and the wine. To take those pieces and say, here's this bread. This is a representation of your body that you have given to me. Your broken body. It was broken for me, so my body didn't have to break. I take that and I remember that. I remember what you did for me. Then you take the drink, and it's the blood. It's a representation of after his body was broken for us, the blood washed us clean. Something we couldn't do. So sin was paid for. Then after that, we were cleaned. We were made righteous. Something we couldn't do on our own. We come out of that communion and we see. We have nothing more. We just thank you, Jesus. There's nothing more we have. Lastly, we just give. We just surrender. We give our lives to him. We say, Lord, it's your will, not my will. It's messed up. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't do anything without you. And you just give your life to him. Those are the four ways you worship that, that we talk about here. They're not the only ways, but those are the four main things that we talk about here at the end of services. So um, I commend you to study God's word. There's so much in there that, that, that just grabs the soul and transforms it. If anybody needs prayer, if anybody needs uh, to talk, please reach out on, on our Facebook page, um, any of that. Hopefully that we, we have connections at the bottom of this to be able to give us a call. Um, but let, let's pray. Oh, Father, how you love, how you walk with us, Lord. Lord, I pray that we would see that, that we would understand your love for us, Lord, that we would share that with others, that in this, this land that, that we're only here for a while visiting, that we would be a light, Lord, a light that would draw people to, to you. Help us in our trips and our fumbles and our falls, that you would pick us up, Lord, and the people that are around us would forgive us as you so graciously forgive, Father. Lord, we pray also some of these trying times that's going on, Father, in, um, in, this, in this walk and all these things that are going on, and um, sometimes doubting um, what the local government's doing or anything like, I just pray, Lord, that you would help humble us to remember that those people are there under your authority, and to just sit back.
say we are and to you say you are, Father. We love you, Jesus.